Welcome, ladies, to the Fantasy Gopher League podcast brought to you by the cream of the crop of the Gopher League. We're here for episode three of season two. As always, I'm here with my co-host, Chris. Chris, what have you been up to for the last month plus since we last oh, talked? Yeah. Well, let's see. Since we last talked, uh, mazel tov to Will and Katie. Great wedding. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then I got to see the goat play uh, in pouring rain at Fox Row with a, a doinker to keep uh, Tommy and his record against Bill one and zero. That was that was a good game. I was gonna say that was a really nice kick. Now that I that was so long ago, I forgot about it. But that was a very nice kick by uh, Fat Randy. Yeah, and then. Uh, Really nothing since then. I can't think of anything too notable. You know, had gone out a few times, had had an okay time, um, but not where'd, too much in hanging low. Where'd you go out to? Uh, local establishments like the Basement Bar uh, in Minneapolis. Always a good time. Is that now? Remind me, is that a rooftop bar? Uh, yes, yes, it is actually. Oh, <laughs> ironic. Yeah. Well, actually, the bar does have a rooftop, um, but it's not called. It's the same bar, but they have two different names. Gotcha. Basement is in the basement. Um, nice. Yeah, Interesting. You got a trip coming up, isn't that? Isn't that true? That is true. Another uh, league mate could have had multiple league mates, but you know, most of this league is cheap and lame and doesn't want to have a good time and enjoy Mother Nature, but. Looking forward to a great trip to Hawaii with Ryan. Um, should be a good time, filled with uh, good food, good company, good drinks, hopefully some good hiking and activities, and uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be a week-long trip. Haven't done that in quite a while. Nice, nice. So two things. I didn't realize Ryan was going. Cool. Nice. Have fun, Ryan. Um, second, was that a shot at me or a shot at Wes is what I would like to know. Well, the the best part about these is it's a shot at both of you. Wow. Two birds that, that that is that hurts me to my core, Chris. My uh my cousins are actually in Hawaii right now. It looks beautiful from the hikes that I've seen, so you guys should have a uh, a very fun time. Thank you. Also a good reminder, shout out to the full league. Uh you might maybe not the entire league was on the email list serve, but it's that time of year where I'm trying to organize a hike uh, in Summit of the Grand Tetons. So please let me know if you're interested. It'll be happening June or July of 2022. Looking forward to having all the gophers there. What about the non-gophers? What about Wilma? What about Galen? All welcome. Twins and all. Is Wes involved? Yeah, Wes was the, Wes was the reason. If, if, for those that don't know, Wes is the reason my hopes and dreams were crushed last year. So thank you, Wes. And he's got a chance to do it again in the fantasy playoffs this year. He really How does. about that? How nice. are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good, Chris. I also have a, a trip coming up here. Um, I invited you, and you turned me down, so fuck you. Um, yeah. Yep, yep. Going to, to Nashville, not this weekend, but the following weekend for a couple days. Uh, going with my sister's boyfriend, Jake. Um, Shout out, Jake. Yep, yep. Shout out, Jake. He's actually uh, – 
a listener. He actually is a listener. If I, if I, uh, I don't know if he's listened this season, but he listened last year. <laughs> and then there's um, my friend Steven, who you don't know. And then I got 90% confidence that Ian, my roommate's coming, and some friend of his that lives in Tennessee is going to show up as well. So should be a fun should be should be a, a hoot nanny um, down in down in Nashville. I've never been as an adult, so I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, I'm visiting the man that you apparently hate so much. Uh, well, not visiting him, but visiting his old hometown. I'm going to go to Charleston for a couple days after Nashville. Oh. Check that out. So just a little solo extension of the trip, or what? Unless I find a girlfriend between now and then, it'll be a solo trip. Yep. Yeah, well, make sure you go to the right bars and come home with the Southern charm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go to thanks. Go to the thanks Thanksgiving family trip with a uh, with a nice significant other. Yeah. Story. Yep. So I'll be uh, I'll be down there back just in time uh, for Wednesday night drinking in Milwaukee. If you'll be around that night before Thanksgiving, I won't be. <laughs> Perfect. I'll enjoy my crew better then um so yeah, yeah I, I am remiss two years in a row now where last year was covid but this year mm-hmm. is is flying out friday morning for hawaii so we're not making the trip but we'll be there for christmas and for a full week there so looking forward to lots of alcoholic beverages then cool uh other thing bring up for the uh, the Gopher business students in the of the league, I uh, last night got a cocktail with Tyler Ebert. Chris, do you remember Tyler Ebert? I remember Tyler vaguely. Interesting character, very uh, confident in himself. I'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he. Uh, it was. I was hesitant. Well, I mean, not hesitant to go, but I was like, uh, yeah, this would be interesting. You know, I would describe him as a as an acquaintance. He hit me up on LinkedIn to see if I wanted to get a drink because he was in town uh, yesterday. So I went over there um, and uh, went with my my roommate and I went got a drink with him. It was uh, it was definitely interesting to listen to him talk about his business ventures, but I'm not going to get into that online here. Uh, what I will get into was his Tinder game, though. He went big into his how he recently got together with his current significant other so they've been dating for like nine ten months now after meeting off of tinder so it's sounds like a solid relationship good work so what tyler went into is how he met and found this gal on uh tinder and he was like very open about it which was actually a lot of fun to listen to so tyler what he does for a living is he he is an entrepreneur right so he's got some assistant that works in the lives in the Philippines that works for him, I guess, from a business context and does, you know, repetitive tasks like, you know, whatever, whatever she does for him, basically his assistant. Right. And what he was saying is that he also employed his assistant to assist not only with his business life, but with his personal life. (laughs) So he put her to work managing his Tinder account. She was, yeah, so she was in charge of the swiping, right? The left, the rights, the initial conversations, right? So he, she would, she would grease the wheels. They had a, they had a a playbook, so to speak, of what he was looking for. And 
you know, the, the, um, the, 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 I guess, catchphrases or the things that he, that she would say in the initial conversations to get it going, right. To grease the wheels. Yeah. So basically she would swipe away. He was supposed to be going on two dates a week. They had a whole thing. And then, uh, Did you know, you one commission on this arrangement, you know, say, say it again. Did she get commission every time a date happened? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was just part of her day-to-day work, right? right? This was part of her assisting him in his life. <laughs> um, so basically, whenever, let's say, you know, whenever a, a girl was at the stage of being transitioned to his conversation, con- con- conversing with him, right? So initial conversation, like the light matching process has happened. The initial conversation has gone on to the point where Meng decided that, you know, this was a good enough match to pass on to Tyler. What she would do is she would, I don't I think it would be, I think she would fax. She would fax the Tinder conversation to the <laughs> And it would be printed out like through his fax machine printer. I, you know, I live in the 20, I live in 2021, so I don't really know how the fax machine works, yeah. but it would be printed out for him when he got to his office at 7 a.m. so that he could review the texting conversation on a printed out sheet of paper to decide how to go forward. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, eventually he found, I think her name was Emily. Um, and, uh, you know, they've Longer been than a year. for, uh, you know, less than, not, not quite a year, but, you know, nine, ten months now. Well, I don't, so, know how the, I don't know what the going rate for a Philippines assistant is, but an idea for you, Matt, to up your your app game. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need a mega my own, right? Like, yeah. come on. I just don't think I have the funds to uh, to pay for yeah. service um, the peasant that I am. Yeah. All right. So moving on, the second fun piece to the conversation was. He asked me about, you know, how all the like people that I keep in touch with from Minnesota are doing that he remembered. You were not one of them, just so you know. Wouldn't, wouldn't expect to. Um, so, you know, he asked me about Nick Brunig, you know, Leap Gopher League champion. You guys all remember him. A um, couple of my other friends. And then he uh, he asked me about one David Matson. Uh, you know, I gave the game to run down on David. Mary. Um, has a kid living in the on for dear life for his uh, fantasy team. I did point out that David, um, you know, he he works really hard in fantasy. Tries his team's looking good um, right now, but I, I did point out some of his historical struggles in the league, um, just because I wanted to make sure that he was fully up to date on David's coming to the goings. But the part that really got me to kind of chuckle was he was telling this story about freshman year of college. I think it was like the management 1001 class they must have taken. Yeah. Together. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, yeah, the thing about, I remember about David was, you know, we were in this management 1001 class together. You know, we would sit next to each other and work on assignments together, whatever. But, you know, Somehow, some way, we were always in a debating match or an argument. No matter what the topic, if he was right or wrong, David would defend his point 
until the end. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds yeah, it Checks out. <laughs> it checks out. He knows David. Um, so those were the two highlights. But uh, David, he wishes you well. Eric, he wishes you well. Nick Brunick, if you're listening to this, he wishes you well. Of um, this. That was a stupid statement. Right. I mean, the whole world is. And then uh, Chris, uh, in case you're wondering, he doesn't know who you does are. Not. Yep, that's fine. Yep. Doesn't know. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, another interesting highlight uh, of the week. Well, great. Um, should we uh, <laughs> jump into uh, – I'm sure our mailbag is overflowing at this point. It's been, you know, yeah. a month since the last time we helped out our loyal listeners. Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't be more correct on that one, Chris. So, you know, you'd think, hey, we've, we've been off the air for a month. We've had time, right, to sift through the the right the write-ins to determine what, what write-in can we provide the most positive impact, not only to our listening community, but to the world. Um, you know, you would have thought we would have spent time going through them, sifting through, critically thinking about our responses. But the thing about this podcast that gives it its charm is that we don't prepare. So we haven't done that. And I'm just going to pick one out of the, out of my little mailbox here and we're just going to go with it. So let's go. I'm okay with that because you gotta, I mean, um, we need to help out our listeners equally. We don't want to pick favorites or anything. Right. Right. So this one comes to us from, believe it or not, uh, one David Matson. Oh, yeah. Nice yeah. How about that? Loyal listener, loyal league member, active on the trade market, all around good, uh, good lead mate. David Matson. Some advice from us. Yeah, he's, he he writes he writes in uh, passionately to us here. Dear uh, dear Matt and Chris, right? So the 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 title of the letter is help. My wife wants to raise our kids to be nudists. Hmm. Are we doing damage to them? So let me get into it. Dear Matt and Chris, my wife of more than 10, one year has always been a bit of a nudist, nothing public, but around the house and our pool and out of the boat, she likes to be in the buff. Our son is now, let me take this back. This one comes in us from David's significant other, Hannah, actually. Yeah. I'm going to reread it. I'm going to reread it. Shout out Hannah. Uh, Yeah, shout out, shout out Hannah. Dear Matt and Chris, my husband of more than one year has always been a bit of a nudist. Nothing public, but around the house and our pool and out in the boat, he likes to be in the buff. Our son is now less than a year old. And uh, our daughter is, (laughs) our son is not yet born. And our daughter is less than one year old. My child is being raised in the nude, the same way my husband was raised. They get home from school and their clothes are off. I get home at night to, t- to one naked kid and a naked husband. Now that our children are getting older, I think it might be time that everyone starts covering up a bit more. My husband disagrees and does not want to change. Are we doing damage to our kid here? Chris, uh, take it away. Great question, Hannah. Um, also, a little upset. I haven't got the invite to the, the lake or on the boat, um, but hopefully it's a good time. 
you know, if it's in the pri- if it's in private and you're all okay with it, I'm not going to judge. But I will say that one time I was over at your place for uh, tacos and margs, I thought it was a little weird that everyone was naked. I mean, outside of that, you know, in the in the comfort of your own home without guests around, your neighbors aren't noticing anything. I mean, a little naked nudity is not going to kill anybody. So whatever floats your boat. But I would say it's important to, if this is really how you want to raise your kids, it's important to, you know, set boundaries, make sure they understand what happens in the private of your own home is separate from how you you go about your day to day because, you know, I want your daughter to be well liked at school. I don't, I don't want your daughter to be the freak, so to speak. Um, sorry to all the newness out there. Um, I guess I'll leave it at that. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you know, maybe if we're in California, right. Mm, People point. are right. They were you know, West coasters were, uh, were immunizers out there. You know, we see holistic, um, or, you know, homeopathic treatments, right? Whatever, whatever it is, California, it's, you're a little off the grid out there. You kind of do things your own way. Um, maybe it's more accepted out there in this day and age to be a nudist and to raise nudist children, Minnesota, you know, not, not saying this is right or wrong, but it's, you know, a little bit more of a conservative Midwest feel. I, I agree with, you know, all that is kind of agreeing with your point of, you know, when you, you don't want, you don't want to raise a child that would be, ostracized for, you know, a decision that was influenced by her husband or father, I should say, Um, because he walks around the house naked. He walks around taco parties, hanging, you know, taco sausage parties, taco, taco taco parties, letting his sausage (laughs) hang out with his friends. Right. You know, it's, uh, it's an interesting way of life. I'm not going to knock it. Yeah. You you do what you want. Um, I am all about um, body, uh, What's the quote? Positivity? No. Um, <laughs> sure that, but uh, <laughs> let me yeah. uh, let, let me look this up really quick. Great research. Yep, yep. Uh, what is the quote I am looking for here? Body body autonomy. Body autonomy. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, yep. I'm all about body autonomy. So whatever David wants to do. Um, so long as it doesn't make other people too uncomfortable, I'm fine with that. Um, but I think, you know, you, you, it goes back to like, even, you know, trying to make your kid, you know, super religious just cause you are, you gotta let your kid, in my opinion, make their own decisions to some degree. And I wouldn't want to put my kid in a weird position. And now I'm rambling. Um, David, let your dong hang out. That's fine. I would say, uh, just close the blinds. Yeah, just close the blinds. Close the blinds and, you know, let your kids start with the clothes on and decide from there. Right. Uh, another successful problem solved for our listeners. You're welcome. Yep. Yep. Thanks to Hannah for writing in there. We appreciate that, um, as always. Yeah. Should we move on to a, a nice, refreshed update on rankings? Yeah, it's been a little while here. So there's probably been some movement. I couldn't tell you where people came in before, really. Um, but, uh, you know, we're just going to say there's been some movement since we haven't done this in four or five weeks. Without further ado, let's kick it off. Uh, so the way we're going to do it today, average rankings between Chris and I, and we're going to alternate as we go through, um, similar to how we've done it many, many times in the past. 
All right. So our number 12 this week, uh, his name is Eric. His team is bad. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, that's a tough break, losing him. Um, not foreseen, can't, couldn't have foreseen that happening. So, you know, it's just an unlucky break for the league owner there. Um, what else do we got here? Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Ben Hurt but also sucks and never should have been traded for in my opinion as covered on our last podcast. Uh, you know, Aaron Jones and Matthew Stafford are nice pieces, but other than that, his team's pretty uh, horrible. Um, so that's why he comes in at 12. You know, what I would say is there's probably room on the, there's opportunity in the trade market and, and in the free agency market to improve a team that ranks in at 12 with $999 of free agency budget left. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's tough to improve the team when the league manager shows no effort for that to be done, whether it's through people reaching out via trade or through free agency. Um, so, you know, without some, some changes in the, uh, the management, I would say, you know, this team might be here for a little while, but it, I could be proven wrong. You know, you never know. I could be proven wrong. Maybe I get some more friendly responses in the future. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. So, uh, you know, league champion, he's got a good pedigree. We can see, we'll see if, uh, if Eric turns it around this season. I'll just say one thing before moving on uh, to our next one. Uh, I think there, I mean, there's potential in the, the last, the last wild card spot for the playoffs this year is open to like almost anybody except Will. Okay. Sorry, Will. Um, Will got two points uh, last week. Yeah, true. So point Stole. being everybody, not just Eric. Don't give up yet. Everyone's got a chance. Yeah. And Eric in particular, you look at his running backs, he's got once healthy, uh, three potential top 24 backs. Um, none that are, you know, top five, but three. He's got a good foundation is all I'm saying. So don't give I, up. Eric. I agree with that sentiment. No one should be giving up ever, even if your team is shit. Sure. And especially, well, especially well. because everyone still has a chance. Show me some effort. Put in the effort. I want to see Eric in the playoffs. Kind of. <laughs> um, but uh, that's a message and a plea to the members of the league. Keep fighting. You can do it. I'm hoping you. to be able to do it. Ooh, block punt. Um, moving on to number 11, I just mentioned his name, Will. Uh, you know, it was a toss up between 11 and 12, but Will, you're getting healthy. You're about to have your one good game from McCaffrey before he goes back on IR. So enjoy it. Hopefully, I don't know who you're playing this week, but, uh, best of luck. Uh, appreciate that you picked up Jacoby Myers right after I dropped him. Um, enjoy his four to five points and zero touchdowns. Um, should be a good run. And then. You know, it's obviously been a rocky road, the worst luck in the league for sure over the past few years. And I'd say keep doing what you're doing. Better better luck next year. So uh, I'll just hop in. He's playing Wilmo, oh, just to okay. drop that in there. Well, I'd love uh, if you beat Wilmo, so go for it. Yeah. So what I will say is I want to thank Will, right? I want to thank Will for his consistent engagement in the league through all odds. And I'm being serious and kind of joking at the same time. Like, he has been so unlucky with injuries. And 
up, up until honestly, what I'm looking at right now in this this lineup, I, his team is not that bad going forward. It's it's been horrible to date based on unlucky injury situations, right? Also, Allen Robinson. But, yeah, yeah Allen Robinson. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I, I I put this in a comment to your article. I appreciate the consistent effort, whether it's on the waiver wire, whether it's in response to comments on articles, whether it's giving me a reasonable response and well thought out, you know, see, he and I have not made a trade this year, a well thought out decline, right, to why he's not doing something. I or, or being a guest host on this podcast. And thank you. That's where I was going next, being a guest host on the podcast. I appreciate Will's involvement. Well Tough said. Your, yeah. Keep your pants on, please. Yeah, it's just too bad his team sucks. Moving but on to number up. 10. Yeah, moving on to 10. Uh, Ross. That's correct. Uh, yeah, another one here, pretty decimated by injuries this season. Um, the team is starting to look a little shoddier than it, I felt it did at the beginning of the year. You know, through the first four weeks, he was somehow 0-4 with a team that looked pretty gal darn good. Um, now injuries are starting to hit him after bad luck hit him through the first four weeks. So this team, I mean, this team is a team of destiny, right? He is destined to win the consolation bracket for the yeah. third year in a row. And that is where I see him see him finishing. And he's got the, the roster to do it, especially when he gets Kareem Hunt and Chris Carson back just in time for the fantasy consolation bracket. He's gonna roll over. He's gonna roll over everyone in that bracket, is what I, I envision. So Honestly, a pretty solid roster, top to bottom. Right now, getting a little injury plagued, but great pieces for a good run in the consolation bracket, as always. Back to back to back champ would be impressive. Yeah, I wish I could do that. Fuck, yeah. or fudge <laughs> for our, for our young listeners. Uh, number nine, we got our dear friend and nudist David. Uh, you know, tough break. Uh, to be at nine, looking at your team, you know, with Taylor's performance, anything can happen. You're definitely still in it. You got six points, I believe, up, up to this point uh, in the league. So you're, you're in the hunt for that wild card spot. And you got Justin Jefferson and Debo. Unfortunately, Debo's got, a, I think, a hammy or maybe it's a quad, but something's lingering. And then inconsistent Terry this year. But in theory, three great receivers and a, a top five back. And Perfectly fine quarterback, um, nothing special at tight end. And then it's really that second running back spot that's plaguing you and killing you with Miles Sanders on IR, Gaskin being awful, and Murray being useless, and Mark Ingram. Uh, who knows what will happen? But, anyways, I th- you know, you got firepower, potential to make that wild card, potential to do some damage in the playoffs. But I do not think this is the year where you finally get that Dustin championship. Well said. Uh, Debo has a calf injury. Uh, uh, neither the quad or the hammy. Yeah, exactly. It's a leg thing, though. I will say, I'd, I'd reiterate those comments. I mean, you look at this team, it's pretty gosh darn good, other than the uh, 
the second running back slash yeah second running back spot you know when terry's in he's the flex um so it's a it's a pretty good squad and i agree if he can get into the playoffs which i think he's got a legit shot to do especially with jonathan taylor popping off for 32 points this week he's got a good chance for two points in the league this week um yeah i think uh this is a team that could get has the players to get hot for a few weeks in the playoffs. And that's all it takes. Honestly, it's, it's a battle to get to the playoffs and you get there, you just cross your fingers that your guys have a, a good three weeks. So anything honestly could happen. Dave's got a good team in my opinion. All right. Number eight, number eight, Corey hop to his squad here. Corey, another team decimated by injuries. There he is. Uh, yeah. Another team that's been like in a tough spot. Really, it's been one injury. Yeah. Um, had him for a couple of weeks where he looked pretty gosh, pretty god darn good. But, uh, you know, it's a decent team. It's got good scoring power with DeAndre Swift's been really nice, been a really nice piece this season, got him for a good value. And obviously Jamar Chase has just been a godsend to this, to this team. Somehow two years in a row, Corey finds the, uh, the crazy ass deal at, at wide receiver. I think he got, I think he got for like nine bucks last year. Um, Metcalf or yeah, Metcalf. And he had uh, AJ Brown last year. Somehow Corey, yeah gotten pretty lucky on those cheap receivers that just go go bonkers so you know if saquon comes back and he can get through this week's a tough week for him with injuries and buys but yeah he's he's a team that i'll put in the same category as david gets a little bit lucky with that second receiver spot um and yeah gets a little lucky with that second receiver spot and he's got a pretty full lineup too that could do some damage if it, he finds his way into the playoffs makes sense um, don't disagree with anything said. Moving on to seven, we have our dear friend Galen. Uh, you know, he's definitely in the hunt again for the wild card, in the hunt for uh, his division with the unfortunate news for Ryan, which we'll get to shortly. But solid, solid fantasy and real life this year. Uh, quarterback in Lamar, um, probably the most deep receiver set of the group. He's got CD, Metcalf, Godwin, Pittman. Hopefully Metcalf becomes uh, last year's Metcalf shortly once uh, Russell returns. And then Pittman's been just absolutely stellar. Uh, and then mediocre tight end, nothing really there. And then uh, really bad running back situation with his best running back being Jacobs. You'd think the smart move would be to do something with the receivers and upgrade your tight end or running back spot. Uh, but you know, you can't play four receivers, unfortunately, and you got four really good ones. So might want to do something there. Just hit, hit, uh, otherwise definitely a team to reckon with could be a division winner. We'll see. Yeah. I would say, uh, the one piece of the analysis there that I take a different view on, no, actually, there's two pieces. The first one is, I think Dalton Schultz is a pretty good tight end. He had a down week with uh, the backup quarterback, but he's been pretty good. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think He's a top 12 running or tight end, but he's definitely I'd not. say top 10. I'd say he is, like, 10. I don't know. I mean, look at weeks three through six here. He's. I had him. 
I, well, maybe I, I forgot if I had him. I use him in another league. I definitely like him. I'm not saying he's bad, but he's not, he's not, you know, your top four guys that are going to actually be a differentiator. He's in that second tier of. Yeah. yeah sec- second yeah. tier. And I think second tier is basically like three through 10. So I think he's I, top 10 guy. I, I, well, I agree with that. All right. So, uh, yeah, running backs, tough, tough sitch there. Um, the other thing I was going to disagree with is don't trade your receivers to Chris Galen. I know what Chris is trying to do there. We don't need Chris getting any sort of high power receivers on this team. Uh, trade your receivers to Eric or something. To be clear, I definitely have the highest powered receiver. He's just, you know, battling a constant foot injury, riding a bike with a, with a, a boot on my boy, whole lot of money, Antonio Brown. Also open a trade to David and only David. So just wanted to mention that. Antonio Brown? Yeah. He's on the trade block, but only for David. Sounds like a good add to David's team that's uh, probably the second strongest at receiver in the league. Um, and tied with Caitlin for the weakest at running back. <laughs> Sounds like a win-win there. Agreed. All right, Galen, good luck this season. Um We'll see if you make the playoffs. All right. Uh, next is Ryan at six. Tough, 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 tough news for Ryan and the NFL in general with Derrick Henry going down. Um, Ryan, I would say, was in at least the top four of the power rankings before that and obviously has slipped as a result. Um, also dealing with some injury concerns with uh, Hopkins this year um, or with Hopkins this week with the hammy. So, you know, we'll see what this team can can muster. Justin Herbert, high upside quarterback. But if you actually look at the details, he's had two good weeks out of the seven or so that they've played. Um, Chase Edmonds, people are talking about touchdown regression. I don't know how much I buy that if I'm being frank with the fact that they only give the goal line carries to um, Connor. So I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, you know, if the team gets healthy and we, we see something out of Jeremy McNichols that he becomes the lead back and Adrian Peterson doesn't get too much playing time, this team could be back where it was, not quite back where it was, but, you know, making some noise, but a really tough break with, with Derrick Henry, but We'll see. Uh, I mean, he's still strong at receiver and uh, got a good upside quarterback. So we'll see what this uh, – great kicker. Great fucking kicker, though. Yeah, great kicker. We'll right, we'll see what happens. But tough, tough break injury-wise. Um, one thing I'd point out, uh, correction to my comment on Galen, I forgot that Nick is in both your divisions. I don't think either of you have a division championship in your fortune in your future this year but uh it'll be interesting i mean he's he's in a wild card spot if the season ended right now i feel like it's it's gonna be a rocky road for the next few weeks here maybe mcnichols is the guy i'm actually kind of optimistic i got adrian peterson in my league where my other league where uh i had derrick henry and i feel like the the goal line touchdown guy it's gonna be ap mcnichols is a great ppr guy we'll see what happens in standard format Tough break again. Yeah, agreed. 
Uh, moving on to number five, we got uh, Milwaukee's tool, Mr. Wilmo. Um, you know, great, great running back one in Camara. Uh, three solid receivers, Brown, Mike Williams, Amari. I think the question really is, who is Mike Williams at this point? Season, he, beginning of the season, he lit on fire. Now, the past few weeks, he's been slowing down. Darren Waller should have uh, more upside, you'd think, uh, after the unfortunate news of this week, which we don't need to talk about. Um, and then Josh Allen, obviously great fantasy quarterback. So, you know, I don't really see any issues with Wilmo's team. I also, I don't know, compared to like a David's team, it just kind of like a David's team more than Wilmo, but Wilmo's killing it uh, for the past few weeks. He's been pretty yeah. hot and definitely in a good wild card position as well. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Wilmo's team's actually like starting to become sneaky good. The the big thing though is going to be when Saquon Barkley comes back and then he's back to starting uh, Kenneth Gainwell at yeah. RB two, and, and probably at the same time Miles Sanders will come back. Oh yeah, yes. I was I had Emmanuel Sanders on the mind. Um, but yes, yes, uh, Miles Sanders. Yeah, um, that that would be the only thing we'll see. It's interesting to me that he's. And maybe he just hasn't updated his lineup yet, but it's interesting to me that he's got uh, Emmanuel Sanders in there over Amari Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> Rocking the three tight ends as well as I look at this bench. It's an interesting, uh, interesting roster. It's pretty top heavy, but uh, top has been performing pretty well. So I think he's on a good pace to make the playoffs and we'll see what happens. All right. Want to do number Wilma, four? Five. I'd be honored to do number four. You want me to do number four? Actually, yeah, you can do number four. All right. Number four, uh, I'd like to point out the next two picks. We both agreed on the numbers. Uh, so number four, Matt. Uh, can't, can't diss your team. You got a good team. Kyler uh, slowing down a little bit from his hot, hot start, but certainly a great. Facts. What? I just said facts. He cost oh, me yeah. a point last week. Yeah, yeah, but certainly a great fantasy quarterback. Eckler's just on a tear. Uh, he just picked up Javante Williams from Galen. I, I don't really. I forgot what you traded for him. I think. Oh yeah, it was like a mediocre wide receiver. So. McKissick. Oh yeah. Okay. So I think that was a good trade for you. Um, but definitely, pending an injury, 50-50 shot, whether that's Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams or neither of them, uh, I think both of them will continue to be kind of that RB24-ish area and just alternate week to week who gets the touchdown. So, And then Antonio Gibson's just fallen apart and is a death trap. So anyways, Eckler killing it to call it low RB24-ish areas and then digs and is doing well. And as you pointed out with Woods, he's doing better than I honestly thought. So he's a top 24 wide receiver and Kasiki is a perfectly fine tight end. So you're stable all over. I think Kyler and Eckler will, and Diggs will be your, you know, ride or die combo here. Yeah. But any Sounds issues good. At, any issues at defense there this week, particularly this week? Um, yeah, so I have been on a defensive hunt 
lately. Um, I am working my league, working my way through the league from a trade perspective, um, death by a thousand paper cut style, making all the smallest trades of all time because that's all I can. Uh, that's the only way I can get with people. And uh, oftentimes, I feel like coming out on at the point of trade, the bottom end of the deal. Um, we saw that with David. Um, David, at the time, it looked like he kind of won it. I, I traded for bench depth. And uh, that depth is now absolutely useless to me. So uh, good work to David there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I could use some help on defense. As some members of the league know, I have been on the hunt for a defense uh, this week. And no one was uh, willing to to bite my offers. No, no matter how hard I tried to offer Wes my big brown D in return. <laughs> oh, sorry, big brown's D in return. <laughs> he uh, he didn't he didn't he didn't quite bite on my big brown's D. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm still on the hunt to solidify some spots in my starting lineup. Um, and you know what that means. I think it's uh, it's time for our our blockbuster trade of the week, Chris. That's a new segment on the show, brought to you by our sponsor, Blockbuster Movies. Ah, oh, classic. Do you want to read do the uh, ad read, or should I for uh, Blockbuster? Well, you should go for it. I'm more of a Hollywood video kind of guy. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, Blockbuster, uh, your leading. DVD and movie provider from 1977 to 2005 sponsored sponsors the, uh, the Gopher league podcast, as you all know. Um, yeah. Shout out to blockbuster as always uh, great service uh, service with a smile. They just That's sent all me I got a, to say. a good VHS of uh, goosebumps. Uh, the movie. Mm. So, mm. So nice. Blockbuster. Always keeping it fresh. Yeah. Gotta love blockbuster. I will say though, the one I was thinking about this this morning when I was running, <laughs> I had I had Blockbuster on the mind. Um, As we it. and you reminded me when you said Hollywood Video. The thing about Blockbuster during their uh, their reign from 1977 or so until 2005, I did not like Blockbuster compared to Hollywood Video. And do you know why? Uh, I don't. When you went to Blockbuster. It's going to be about candy. The, no. Uh, when you went to Blockbuster, the DVDs or VHS, depending on how long ago you were there, they never had like the, the, the cover was always just the Blockbuster logo. And then it would have mm -hmm. in writing what the movie was. If yeah. you went to Hollywood Video, it would have the actual like case of that movie it was just much better marketing. Like, why in the hell would you want to have to read the word every time to try and figure out what movie you're looking at? Hit me with the picture so that I can get what I want. You know, it's it's also makes you more excited about the film, right? Like, it just seemed like terrible marketing is the the point that I'm making. Good point. So uh, anyway, yeah, but afraid of the week to analyze. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, as always, thanks to Blockbuster for sponsoring. Um, Find a, a Blockbuster DVD at a landfill near you. All right. So, Blockbuster trade of the week. Bing, 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 bing. Live on air, we've got a trade to talk to you about. 
as I go through and I click accept, oh shit, I gotta put my password in. Do I remember my password? I did. Nice. All right. Steelers D for Marvin Jones. Damn. Ooh. Do we need to that's, analyze this one? That's lighting the league on fire. Why don't you analyze? Go. Ah, I can go first, and then you can right. uh, you can go in. So, uh, big trade, big 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 trade with Chris. Uh, Steelers D for Marvin Jones. I was kind of getting sick of uh, getting sick of Marvin Jones, and I was looking for a defense. Granted, I think I, in looking at the Steelers, really can only start them the next two weeks two. confidently. But um, I also felt a lot of value in the roster, having the roster spot. So I, that is another reason why I wanted to uh, make the trade, and I didn't really see a, a viable way into my starting lineup other than week 11 where I'll be needing a receiver um, for Marvin Jones. So, uh, Chris, enjoy him. Thank you. And from my perspective, you know, Spent big on Devontae Parker. Thought I got a really good receiver for rest of the year off the waivers. And then he immediately went on IR. And then conveniently, uh, Eric actually was quite active, picking up all the, the free receivers on the waivers this week. And there's just nothing left. Uh, it's just bottom picking. So decided playing a mediocre receiver against the number one uh, pass defense in Buffalo this week is my best bet. So we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, it's Chris, a pretty second time or th third time with you in league history. Yeah, we should we should get our uh, our writers on this one, but uh, or our fact checkers. But I think, and I could be wrong, but I think the Steelers' defense was involved the last time, the first time we ever made a trade as well. It was like. A yeah. kicker and the Steelers defense or something. Uh, I'll see if I can hunt that down uh, while you analyze the superior number three team. Just one second. I am making an ad drop. <laughs> Goodbye to my big brown D. All right. So moving on. Number three. Um, I will say I put Chris in front of me based on performance to date. And he has earned the three spot as much as I like to um, say and do believe that my team is, uh, you know, probably better. I think Chris has earned the three spot. Um, let me save this lineup change. All right, we're good. To Chris's team, great running backs, um, good quarterback, play uh now phenomenal receivers just phenomenal with marvin jones there at the receiver too thank you up and down tight end up and down flex okay let's just bench kyle Pitt, kyle mediocre up and down tight end but that's right uh let me what, what is your definition of up and down because my definition oh, not, of up and down is two yes. good weeks out of seven yeah i'm not disagreeing that his performance so far has been up and down, but I think most people would agree he's a top three tight end in the league rest of the season. I don't know if I would say most people agree. I would say most people probably agreed with that seven days ago. 
after he had two big weeks, and then he came back against Carolina and two catches for 13 yards. And, and look at his targets and look at his average depth of target. They just didn't hit. It happens. I don't know. I'm just saying, I think uh, he is. He had two really good weeks, and I was like, ooh, Chris, uh, tight end's coming into form here. That could be a problem. And it could be. It could be. Here's the thing. This is the way I look at it, right? I, your, your team now, right, we're just competing to get into the playoffs. And these power rankings, they don't really matter that much. The point is, if you, the, the goal right now is to get into the playoffs. I'm, well, I'm saying we're, we're, right now we are three and four. By the end of the season, the guy who's ranked third in this has a chance to be as high as two. The guy who's four has a chance to be as high as one, right? It's a matter of getting into the playoffs and figuring out and just trying to get lucky, right? Nick has clearly got the best team in the league on paper, the best team that's performed to date. But is he going to be the best team from week 15 to 17? We have no idea. It's a matter of who gets the luckiest in the playoffs. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's my point here. Also, that's what I'm trying to, I'm also kind of looping that into the fact that you're ranked three this week and I'm ranked four. So it's a, Makes sense. You I'm get just, my uh, you get my point. I'm a little offended that you're blowing up a <laughs> podcast saying our rankings don't matter, giving away our number one. <laughs> I mean, this is just a botched performance by you. But anyways, it's been a while. I'm not you know I'm not at full. Uh... I'll move on to number two. Uh, kills me to say <laughs> it, um, but unfortunately, Wes and I believe Wes and I are playing each other this week, so I need need a don't act week. like you don't know. Um, no, I actually, I actually was only seventy percent confident, so that's hence the caveat. But um, uh, he's got a great, great team, scoring well. Tyreek gives you plenty of upside every week. DJ Moore at the second receiver is an up and down receiver, as uh, my co-host likes to say. Uh, and then <laughs> Najee Harris has been, I mean, the definition of volume is king. Uh, and then Henderson's obviously quite good, as I liked him a lot last year. And then. James Robinson is a solid, I mean, better than solid flex running back. So he's he's got depth and he's he's got um, great pieces. I just don't think they're going to be performing this week, and I don't think he's got enough firepower to win the division. So we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, I'm just looking at Najee Harris's stats. It's been really, it's been really good fantasy wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I really like West's team. He's got great running backs. Uh. Best running backs in the league, without a doubt. Top to bottom, starting lineup and on the bench, he's got good ones too. Um, Tyreek Hill, the offense has been down lately, but he's obviously a stud, so he's got a great receiver there. DJ Moore's been really good up and down lately, or down lately, but good in general. Um, QB is maybe his QB and well, QB and defense, since he doesn't have that big Browns D. Uh, those are probably his two. Say that again? And tight end. Yeah, I guess tight end's a – you thought at the start of the season he struck gold with Gronk, and he might strike gold with Gronk towards the end of the season when he comes back. But, um, yeah, tight end. A little bit of a, a question mark for him at this point in time as well. But Hunter Henry's a serviceable back or serviceable guy as he waits for Gronk. He's got a good chance to, to win. So – Great. It'll be interesting to see what happens between you two this week. Is uh, 
Potentially. I think that's the uh, the matchup of the week. Yeah, well, I mean, I got Marvin Jones two touchdowns this week, so. Two tutties. Yeah. All right. Uh, number one, I don't think anyone knows who it is yet. No, 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 no. And it's a, it's, it's a real, it's probably a very controversial number one ranking, but uh, we are not afraid of controversy here at the Gopher League podcast. Number one is Nick, obviously. So his team's been the best in the league so far. Um, you know, hasn't shown any real kinks in the armor outside of the Chiefs' late or recent struggles. So we'll see, you know, if the Chiefs can kind of figure it out. Um, Injury-wise, he's been, uh, you know, knock on wood for him, good. And he's got a, some decent depth on his on his bench, too, even if there is some injury concerns or he can shuffle at running back and uh, at running back for sure, kind of at receiver. I was going to say he can he's got people to shuffle in if need be. Um, so this this is the, the team to beat. I don't think anyone uh, would argue with that. So we'll uh, we'll see where we'll see where the season takes us. I also uh, attempted to acquire defense from from Nick too, because mm. he's got a, a very nice defense there in the Bills. So, yeah. but uh, the thing I hear about the Bills is that they can't defend elite receivers um, the in the Jacksonville offense. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes this week. I've heard the same. The only thing I'd say is you can't argue with performance. Nick's obviously been one of the probably if you crunch the the numbers which we'll get our data team on one of the best teams this far into the season mm-hmm. in history of our league and he's done this before as well nick very good regular season team partway through and flames right out. so yeah. that's, i look at that his team. sorry what? Keep, i was, I was gonna, gonna say, say <laughs> go for it uh, i was just gonna say is that why you're so positive on him because you're a very good regular season team too right uh, yeah, and and a, a good playoff team, a very good playoff team as well. Um, anyways, uh, I look at his team, and with how Kansas City's performing, I just don't like it that much. Like, it's not a bad team. It's certainly a playoff team, but is it going to be the number one team? I don't know. You got Mahomes, who's just not that number one fantasy guy anymore. Top five, for sure, just not the number one guy. Um, running back's super deep, but he's basically just got a bunch of high-end RB2 to low-end RB2, like he, but no stud running back. And then Cooper Cup, obviously incredible. And then Thielen is just two catches and a touchdown and 40 yards every time. So as long as those touchdowns keep hitting, fine. But seems risky. And then I don't like Chase Claypool. I definitely don't like Devontae Smith having another league. And then Travis Kelsey has been really underwhelming this year relative to the draft capital you had to give up. So I don't I don't know. We'll see. Definitely the number one team right now. I just I, I wouldn't it. call yeah. Travis Kelsey underwhelming this season. He's had he had he it's really just been with the late the, the recent Chiefs struggles, right? The last yeah. couple of weeks he hasn't been great. I yeah, will I'm, say he's ahead. I'm just saying he's he's clearly the number one tight end in a position that sucks. Yeah, and I'm saying you had to spend underwhelming for the draft capital. You had to spend 60 bucks or whatever on him, and we're halfway through the season. He's the number one tight end, but he's got a four-point advantage to Mark Andrews. 
that's not. Yeah, but let's 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 also fat, factor in that Mark Andrews scored like seventy points in one week. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and you can. Every tight end goes the same way. I mean, you got twenty points and seventeen points the first two weeks, and then since then it's been perfectly fine. But yeah, I mean, he's really only had he's had two duds out of eight weeks. Yeah. Other than that, it's like you know. I, I wouldn't call I'd him like, Kelsey than everyone else. My comment was just he wasn't worth sixty bucks in the end, and he's not playing like yeah. last year's insane advantage. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, his team is going to live and die with what the Chiefs do the rest of the season. I mean, if Cooper Cup keeps this up, that's just you know an annoying. Uh, <laughs> it's particularly annoying to me, but uh, yeah. that's just uh, you know an annoying advantage that he'll have, and it doesn't seem like there's anything that's going to stop that. You know, you thought you're eight weeks in and you're like, when is this going to cool down and, you know, normalize, but it, it just seems like this is the normal. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm just looking at his team right now. He's got the number one receiver tight end and defense. Good for Nick. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'll go back to my main point, right. From when we were talking about our teams, the, the the regular season is a battle to get to the playoffs. Once you're in the playoffs, anything could happen. A team could get cold. The Chiefs could have bad weeks. And then Nick's out like that. And it's the way that our set playoffs are set up. It's one week, right? It's not, he doesn't have two weeks to, isn't it, to, to cover himself if he has one bad week with the Chiefs, right? This team could go down to anybody on a bad week. Just like our team could like- go down or beat anybody. Shout out, to, bad week. Yeah. Shout out to Nick's worst performance uh, conveniently coming against me when he dropped 60, and I think I had 80 or something against him. It's great yeah, week. lucky you. Shout out to Nick for putting up like 170 against me. <laughs> lucky you. <laughs> well, um, I don't know if you've got anything, but we're at the hour, Mark. I know our listeners have a busy uh, weekend ahead of them. Right. Don't want to take away too much of their time from, uh, you know, their their fantasy management that I'm sure they'll be hard at work at all weekend long. So we thank you all for listening. Um, We uh, we appreciate your good, hard effort in this league on the trade block, on the fantasy waiver wire, um, on the uh, the podcast listening game. Um, Have a great weekend. Weather should be beautiful. Great. See you.